I go to the Air Force, they were like, you're, you're serious? Like, yeah. have you taken the ASVAB? And I was like, no. They're like, we, not, can't, we don't take GEDs. So oh. I went to the, the Army. Army, this is before, this is 1997, 98. Mm. So we hadn't been to war yet with Iraq. Iraq. So they were very, you know, ominous dominance, right? Okay. Air Force was like, you know, you're crazy if you think you're going to get in here with a GD, you dumb person. I'm like, oh, right. much smarter than you think, but let's play this game. Right. Army was like, nope, we don't take, um, what was it? They didn't, I had a record. I was 17. I had oh, okay. a record. So they right. didn't want, they want nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with uh, it. Marines wouldn't take me because I had a GED, believe that or not. Wow. So I was literally, I was, I remember I was feeling like, all right, so when I leave this place, I'm just going to go get real messed up and I'm going to go do some stupid stuff because I'm about mm -hmm. to go serve some time because nobody's going to yeah. take me. Yeah. So I did a little prayer. Yeah. And I walked to the Navy guy, and the Navy guy looked just like me, talked just like he was just like from the streets. And he was like, yeah, yeah. man, what's good? You know, and I was like, well, you know, this is what I need to do. He's like, man, when you got to get out? And he, I said, I got three weeks, man. He's like, man, go take that ASVAB. I took the ASVAB, came back, scored relatively good. You know, like yeah. ASVAB is a, a battery test they give you right. to see your mental aptitude. Yes. Right? I scored really well, and they were all, everybody was shocked. Like I was like, I was high. And they were like, I was like, yeah, man, I'm, I guess I'm kind of smart, dude. You know, like, I studied for my GD for one night. Yeah. Like, literally, literally, just one night. I was like, I'm going to go take this thing. So wow. um, they said they can get me out in two weeks. So I, I booked out, as they call yeah. it, shipped out yeah. in two weeks and joined the Navy. Uh, they asked me what I wanted to do. I said I wanted to be a spy, but I also wanted to be like a Navy SEAL. Didn't know what I wanted in life, right? Right. So um, they put me in a program. It was, it was it's called a, uh, a plank owner's program. It was one of the first programs that was just being introduced, and it was – Coincidentally, intelligence and technology it was the first time they actually merged them into it, right? Mm -hmm. So they said I had the aptitude for it, and I would learn technology. I could be a hacker and be a spy and all this cool stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what about SEALs? They're like, well, you don't look like you're in shape. And I really wasn't in SEAL shape at the time. So at the time. So um, I joined the Navy a year in. I'm, I, I got I imprinted it for this lieutenant who was a SEAL uh, on a ship, and he uh, – he brought me to the side one day because he was like, I was like, man, you, you train me. You know, we, we wake up in the morning, five in the morning every day. We go run some outside yeah. of our normal stuff. Yeah. And then he put me through hell. And then one day he put me to the side. He saw that I had a little bit of fire in me. Mm -hmm. And he said, listen, man, you're not going to make it in the, in, in the platoons because, number one, you're, you're that black guy. Like, you're that guy. You have to let people know that you exist. And, you know, this is how you live. And this is who you're being. I'm just telling you from experience, you got to be a little bit more humble. I'm like, I'm never going to change me right. for yeah. that. He said, well, you'll die. I said, well. Since you put it that way, that makes kind of sense, you know. So that yeah. was that one conversation yeah. that changed that course of my trajectory in life, mm -hmm. where I said, "Well, I'm going to be in intelligence." Mm -hmm. So at the time, I was learning IT stuff. I learned basically how to hack, right? You know, I was mm -hmm. I was in charge of cryptography, uh, electronic warfare, uh, and the technologies on a ship, right? That's what I was in charge. Of. That's what I was. My job was. And mm. then a circumstance took place uh, two years into my career where, and you can Google this. This is something you can look up. Everything that I say, you can fact check, do all this stuff. It's fine. Um, so in 2000, there was a ship called the USS Denver, mm -hmm. USS Denver, mm -hmm. and the USNS Niagara Falls. Yeah. They got into a wreck. Two big ships in the middle of the ocean. They were doing what's called an unrep. So the operation is, you know, this ship is long haul. So it's out there. So our replenishing ship comes and gives them stuff. Well, the captain of the of the ship that was driving the Denver was a was a Schmidt shipman, new to the new to the game, didn't know how to follow the whiskey course of speed. Oh. So he was yeah going off his huh. course, got too close. The Venturi effect pulls us in, hits us, crashed two ships in the middle of the ocean. We lost all of our communications. We're in the mis middle of a place that was moderately sensitive uh, as far as electronic warfare is concerned. So um, I was a 
lowest ranking person on the ship, uh-huh. number one, but I was the most technically acumen. I, uh, I had the most proficiency in the job that I was in. Yeah. So my chief said to yeah. my commander, Com- uh, commander, if you need a solution, just bring uh, semen tape. I was a semen at this point. He says, bring semen tape into the office mm-hmm. and we'll talk. The only reason I knew he said that is because he told me later, like when he was mm-hmm. drinking, he said, man, I'm glad you showed up because I had a lot of faith in you. Because what happened was we were DIW. Uh, DIW means we're dead in the water. Okay. So our ship couldn't communicate with nobody else over the crypto, over the satellites. We had lost all our crypto. We had just got into a wreck and we did some emergency destruction. So we didn't have the capability. So my commander was like, what options do we have? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, are you asking me above the line or below the line? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, are you asking me what we can do legally or yeah. what do I think we can do like just to get us? He said, shut the fuck up and just tell me what we can do. So I'm not going to repeat what <laughs> yeah. illegal substance and not substance activities that I did yeah. to replay the crypto to get our crypto engine going mm-hmm. for our satellite communication. Mm-hmm. But that is what made my mark in my career to say, well, mm-hmm. am I even commander at the time was like, You've got something about you. Yeah. You know, I even think he said, boy, when I, you know, I was like, got something about you, boy. And I was like, I don't know if I like right. that, but okay. <laughs> you know? But, yeah. 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 But yeah. I, I got, I got, I got a sense that I got a sense that I, I had a, I had a gift. Yeah. And I thought yeah. at that time it was my gift was technology. Mm-hmm. So I went down a real strong path of hacking and, you know, I got into the hacking culture, the DEF cons and the Jeff Mosses and, you know, Iron Geeks. I'm dropping names for a reason. If you want to know real hackers like, you mm-hmm. know, Iron Geek, Jeff mm-hmm. Moss, like the real players in the game, found out that Iron Geek lived across the street from me and growing up. It was interesting stuff. So I thought that was my gift. And it was. It helped me tune into understanding that. Oh, everything is a program I can manipulate. If I am allowed to think in the darkness, I can do anything. Mm-hmm. And once I am okay with that, I can really do anything. Yeah. So my last duty station, Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, where this was before Gitmo became the detention detainee base. It was a um, communication collection outpost. Okay. Most people don't know that. Okay. So, um, you know, top secret clearance, all that stuff. That's what I did. I ran, I ran the IT intelligence portion of the base. Mm-hmm. So... And at the time, I was the longest, I had spent the longest amount of Gitmo. Then 9-11 happens. I'm in Gitmo. Then mm. 9-11 happens, and then we decided to, you know, deploy our anger. Fun fact on that topic, it only took us three months to turn a base with no prisons into a base with prisons. It only takes three months. Fun fact. Mm. Like prisons, like proper prisons. Real big Like compounds. proper prisons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, am I going off? Am I giving you the answer? No, this is what we want. That's crazy. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> okay. So, you were there when... Gitmo turned into a prison holding facility. I was there when the captain said, bring Petty Officer Tate in so that we can discuss how we can run the lines and run our networks and the nodes so that we can negotiate this the right way. JTF, GTN, uh, JTF, Joint Task Force, uh, uh, Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, GTMO. I was there on that. That guy. 